J.T. Crowley is talking books. On this show, you'll hear from emerging talent and seasoned veterans from around the world. They'll give you their take on the writing process and how to create the secret sauce of page-turning deliciousness. Let's get into that magical mixture of the art and science of creativity. Here's J.T. Crowley, author of The Smart Kids and your podcast host. Hello, everyone. I'm J.T. Crowley, and I'm extremely delighted to welcome on my show today Dr. Jack Tansok Kwan to talk about his book, My Mother's Love, Growing My Life from Zero to Life Success Like Dr. Jack Tan. Dr. Tan was born in Singapore in the 1950s, where he has primarily lived for most of his life. And it's from Singapore that he talks to us today. Dr. Tan has worked primarily in the financial world and is presently the CEO of his own asset management company. His expertise in the financial corporate world has been called upon by numerous people working in that sector, as well as close governments in and around Asia. He resides, as I said, in Singapore, he's married, and he runs every day to keep fit, everybody. And he has two sons. One of them has followed him into the career of finance as an accountant. The other son is a, in the medical profession, and their wives follow their own uh, distinguished careers. And his wife is very supportive of all that he's done in the past and what he does today. So, without further ado, everybody, let's invite Dr. Tan onto the show to talk about himself and his book. Dr. Jack Tan, come and join me. Yes, thank you, John. Yeah, you are very welcome. It's a great pleasure to talk to you. And when I've looked at your book, I thought you've got some fascinating um, concepts, ideas. And I thought, hmm, I think we need to get into this book to find out what you're talking about. Yes. So, Dr. Tan, some people might see this book as a kind of autobiography of your own life, a rags to riches story. You were born to a hardworking, industrious parents who came from humble backgrounds, particularly your mother, who came from China. This book really is, what I see of it, is a promise you made to them, especially your mother, not to have the lifestyle they had, she had, in their early years, but to seek and fulfill a more prosperous lifestyle and how you went about accomplishing that promise, isn't it? Yes, it is a lot of hard work, your own commitment to yourself. We, if we have some commitment and we don't do it, we are our greatest enemy. You will not be successful. I grew up in that first day, I born, on 1st January that year, that year happened to be in the end, uh, the defense minister declared it that year is a national service year for all the mere citizens. 
So we're going to do a started from part-time service, then full-time after we committed our completed our tertiary education. And that that was a challenge because I born with diarrhea at birth. And that itself, as a baby, I don't know what happened. But my mother, when he told me, I cried like hell. She was worried, don't know sure. what happened. So in the end, doctor investigate. Then doctor said that diarrhea basically has some interrelationship to my mother's overworking. So I started my preface right on the point. My mother were, was overworking, then quote unquote with a citation. So in itself, the citation itself is from different group of people. My mom is a devoted ladies in our living environment. In my days, <laughs> too bad, uh, the environment was quite bad. A lot of uneducated um, boys living a village next to mine, they are all gangsters. But our government controlled them very tight. So in the end, government offered some of them go to army to be a regular non-commissioner officer because they don't have qualification. So we, we started in, was enlisted into serving our national service as a recruits, very tough. They abuse uh, their authority and those I would want to disclose because if I do have people's support and they want to read, I will write a book on my two and a half years <laughs> in national service. Uh, you must learn how to protect yourself and protect the country. It's a contribution to the country. Like twice when I was writing this book, it was supported by one banker, one chartered accountant. You must finish it. You have been surveyed in Beijing on 15 November 2019. You were invited by Tsinghua University. University. They didn't even know you, but they invited you because they checked my profile on LinkedIn. Platform, yeah. platform and they, they saw, they decided to get yeah. me. So your, your childhood, um, Dr. Tan, was quite interesting because, yes, you had to go to school, but at the same time, you know, when you came after school, yes, you had to go and work on the wet markets you know, with your parents because that's how life was back in those days, wasn't it? You had to yes. balance that, school that life is not, I don't. I don't work in a wet market. We had a wholesaler. All right. So the spring sprouts processes, it takes about four days. And wow. then you've got, to, you've got to make sure water are clean, otherwise everything is gone. So the process was very demanding. And I, I got to work 
and go to try to memorize everything without a book. So I created a method that's suitable for myself, determination, set a goal, and then without, without books, try to memorize uh, what you learn from school. So actually, oh, yeah. it, it enhances my memory. I, I understand that one. I really do. Um, this book is about uh, the two objectives you set out to, yes. to be the backbone of your life, underpinned by nine principles. Can you yes. briefly um, tell us what those two objectives are, where, and okay, there's why only are one they so goal. fundamental to your life? Yeah. There's only one goal. Goal is quantitative. Then with that goal, you attach two qualitative. The quantitative is you must complete your tertiary education. In the end, work for a doc doctorate, doctorate degree from a good university. I finished my MBA when I was in banking, was very busy. But I finished the banking. Surprising, I got the MBA from the University of Hull, that's in the UK, with full distinction. 12 subjects, all distinction, including the master's thesis. The supervisor, professor praised me a lot. I said, no need praising. I'm just doing, doing my job <laughs> to acquire the knowledge. So acquiring knowledge, in this case, you need determination. So that goal is you'll be a very determined person, never say give up. Then the two objective is attached to it. One, I, I want to save as much as I can, but I, my dream career is banking and finance. So that was the determination that I want to do. Then followed by the rest of all together, add up together, nine life principles. That I'm was come actually, to them later. Yeah, that was actually uh, trying to train me to achieve the goal. And when I say zero, meaning I have nothing. No. I, you set out with nothing. nothing. That's why I say to people yes. here, it's a little bit of a rags to riches story, this, uh, this yeah. book is, everybody. Yes. Now, the cover is quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's very poignant. It's beautiful. It's of a butterfly. But the yes. butterfly image is a nod to the butterfly cocoon concept you talk yes. about in your book. Yes. In chapter two. Yes. Can you quickly enlighten everybody as to what this concept is and why it was so relevant to you, yourself, in your life. All right. I have a balcony at the gate, enter into my house, and there's a space I put a lot of plants. And then every Chinese New Year, I buy those plants that actually is small little uh, oranges kind of plant. Then butterfly in the end will all come here to lay eggs. Then in the process, I see 
all the eggs transform into a cocoon. Then I count the cocoon will take about two weeks. There was one incident. I, I felt very sorry. The cocoon came out as a butterfly, but I think due to that, I suppose the development wasn't 100% perfect. So it was deformed. Deformed in a way that the butterfly came out, but the wing, one of the wing affected. So the butterfly could not fly. That is a risk. So that from there, I think my life is like a butterfly. I, I was born with diarrhea and my mom was so worried what happened so in the end after the in investigations doctors are very committed that's why my second son wanted to be wanted to study medicine i let him go i said go ahead because you need to contribute i supported him then the wife is also a, a doctor but is psychiatry so i said all of you set a very good platform for your children. Educate, education and educate them. Teach them in two languages. I myself speak two languages. And they are? They are. The, the little problem is they, the tendencies, they speak more English than Mandarin. They are not like... Uh, this happy rogers jim rogers children he's american located relocation from new york to singapore in 2007 one year before the crisis so he settled down sent the daughter to the local school very famous nanyang girls school so today she speak perfect two languages. I think her Mandarin is better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that is the process of transforming a life. Yes. So Jim Rogers was very smart. He was an odd one out. He was the only American believe in Putonghua or Mandarin is a future commodity. He wanted the two daughters to learn that then the two daughters now uh, speaks very well. And that, I suppose, is where you get the idea of the, the butterfly cocoon yeah. and it morphs into the beautiful butterfly as it transforms. So Correct. you've got your tertiary education, that's the basic, that's the cocoon, and then what, you know, you've got to get that right to form yes. a beautiful butterfly life and that's why yes. the butterfly is on the front cover. Yes, correct. Um, you, we've talked about the objectives. We've talked about the cover, why it was so poignant, because it's all relevant. Um, and as I said earlier, these objectives were underpinned by nine principles. Yes. And each one of these principles forms one of the nine chapters in the book, everybody. Right. And when you look at this book, the chapters start off with stating what that principle is. It then goes, yes. Dr. Chan then 
takes it on to uh, what the theory, the, the thinking behind that principle was. Yeah. And at the yeah. end, he, in some of the um, chapters, he either summarizes or gives an overview, or on some chapters, he actually lists the achievements that he's uh, done at the very ending. Why did you set these chapters out in that fashion? All right, because it is a whole concept, not misconception, whole con concept of a boy born in a not rich family and got to help parents to support the business. And every day I got to spend four to five hours. So you just imagine four to five hours. I, I cannot read books, I cannot practice. So what I told you earlier is I used memorizing method. So while I was washing, cleaning the spring sprout to make sure they are okay, very clean, in the process, it's, it's about four to five hours. I used that four to five hours. That is called the scarcity of resources, time resources to sort of support me from lacking of time. So I, I found a solution and a solution lead to all those principles by chapters. By the end of it, I offer a takeaway, it's called asset and liability management model. The theoretically speaking, you really need to have that. But practically speaking, how do you do it? I use, I use in the end, every year I come up with one goal, two objective. So that itself, I put them all into a photo album. So I call it resolution photo album. I'm so, coming to that. Yeah. I did not know it's a 50 years. <laughs> so I said, I said, goodness me. <laughs> that determination is called uh, not a, if you don't have a persistency, belief, or you're committed, then you will fail. So the, I will, in the whole process, every chapter, by the end of it, conclusion lead to next chapter. So they are connected. They are not they are separated. Indeed. They are indeed. Yeah. It's very so cleverly I, done, everybody. Yeah. I purposely say conclusion. Then this conclusion, you achieve this lead to next chapter. Then you will continue to uh, establish your character and your endurance element will come in. But I do talk about motivation because motivation is no need to say you got to be motivated to do all that so that book is not about motivation however you see the action i have in itself is if this this guy dr tan is not motivated he won't be today like that <laughs> and i i saw all this in my mother and they take my two sons take me at as a role model, that's why they achieve very well. I'm very happy for them. So yeah, you, you touched on this. And 
everybody, he, Dr. Tan talks about the, throughout the book, um, his life resolution album. Was this, was this your kind of uh, reference documents um, as a means of checking that you are achieving the measures you set yourself out, you know, the targets okay. that you set for yourself? Every year, I, will, I, I use PowerPoint. I summarize everything, then mean point put in PowerPoint. What is the res expected results? So every three months, that means every quarter, I wouldn't say set it there, year, year one slot in the photo album, don't see, no. Every three months I will check, oh, there's a gap, how to find remedy action. So in the end, I have remedy action to overcome the gap. So that itself is actually managing the gap. So every quarter I will check then, if it's too far away from the goal, then the resolution will come in. I got to modify the resolution. Supposing if investment, why I didn't achieve 10%, what's wrong? Then I mentioned Warren Buffett. Remember? You do. He's yeah. mentioned in the book several times. Yeah, several times. Yeah, right. And I also mentioned Bill, Bill Gates. You do. The, these are successful people. I look at them. I have their book. Then I modify them to suit my own environment. Then in Singapore, day one, I believe in our first prime minister, Lee Kuan Yew, the late Lee Kuan Yew. He, he wrote many books. I believe in study hard and to be a bilingual person. So really, I was able to speak two languages and write in two languages. Because the book is available yes. in English and it's in uh, Mandalay. Man, yeah, yeah, in Mandarin. Mandarin, Mandarin I, aim, I aim for about 1.8 billion people in the world. China, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, China is one of them and all other Southeast Asia, Indonesia, many of them only read Chinese. Yes. So therefore, I go to cater for them. Yeah. Not so, Mandalay. That's another place. <laughs> yeah. So, so in itself. That in was itself, a Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah. In itself, the process was very challenging. Every chapter, when I finish, my tears drop. I yeah. cannot control my tears. The tears will just automatically come down. It's so emotion. In itself, I write. If you don't write emotionally, it's not going to come across in your book. Yes. You have to put feelings into it. Yes. That's why I also keep something for people to guess. Uh, I don't, I don't, I only say I was born first January that year. So I know. What year? I, I create 
I create a curiosity for most of the people, but by the end of it, I only use indirect way that our defense minister, Dr. Go Kenshi, decided that year is a national service. Yes. So obviously we we also suffer, but we that suffer take two extreme. Everything there's a positive and negative. I, I take the positive side. I want to I move on here a little bit. And you've mentioned the word yes. positive. Um, when I look at your book, you talk about loneliness quite a bit in your book. Are you talking about loneliness in a specific manner here, like in isolation, or are you bringing in here depression, mental health, underlying um, issues, loneliness banner? Is this something you've personally experienced, or you give the impression in the book that the way to deal with this issue is to surround yourself with positive people, positive attitudes, avoid negativity? Is this you? Is yes, this, this is me. This is me. I born, I told you the surrounding area, a lot of gangsters in those days. I do not want to mingle with them. So I only mingle with those people who wanted to study. I will share with them. Then a lot of uh, encouragement is what I call self-discipline. If you don't have self-discipline, you will not succeed in the end. And you want to have pinnacle of success, very difficult. But yeah. I did it. That's why I mentioned that. I want to, uh, you, you mentioned something here about success. Um, success, Dr. Tan, for me, comes in many guises. Uh, one person's measure of success is different or quite different to somebody else's. Yes. So um, for somebody, some person's success might be financially. Uh, for other people, it might be emotionally. It might be for other people having good health, all sorts of yes. reasons. Yes. Is success for you measured in financial success or is it a combination of things? Health, family as well? It's a combination of holistically that money is not everything, but health decides your future. Then I can write brain stop strong brain, if my brain cells working very well, meaning I'm healthy. So if I don't exercise my brain, brain cells, then I'm not giving exercising opportunity to my brain. So and it runs every day, was, everybody. <laughs> oh yeah. It runs five, every day. Five, kilo, five kilometers. Five kilometers. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you wrote this book almost as a personal touch to your late mother. And yes. you mention, and you mention in the book, the demise of your mother, you know, with dementia. And it was something that you and your uh, sisters initially failed to pick up upon. And that it was your younger brother who pointed out the situation. Yes. And I get the feeling that you talk about this in the book because you were, 
You want to remind people, yes, because you were so busy dealing with your own life, dealing with yeah. finances, dealing with that. You didn't see this. And I think you put yes. this in the book to remind people mm. work-life balance. balance. Am I right? Yes. I started with work-life balance because taking my mother as an example, she overworked. Obviously, those days she was young, about 30 years old, but she is very devoted. That's why I take her as my role model. Then eventually I see, yeah, we cannot be our own enemy. We got to keep ourselves fit, positively, develop a positive attitude. Otherwise, you can't achieve. That's why I set a goal only. The, the goal is successful in education. Then what are the objective? Objective is going to financial services, banking and finance area. And then your income will be, you got to do, spend less on your income. Similar benchmark on uh, Warren Buffett. He said, spend below your income. But nobody... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You and, and, I, and I get also, you, uh, your mother taught you that as well, didn't she? Yes. And yes. your father. Yes. They both My did, father... Yeah. Both of them are very hardworking, yes. but they did not know how to do the averaging because we, we were not so rich. So today, I try to do some networking. That's why, why people find my name in LinkedIn uh, platform and Tsinghua University professor can come and find me. You are the only one. We searched through 4,000 over, over people. We decided to be on you. So I, exactly. I didn't re reject people. So I went. So that led me to write this book. It was because of that invitation. Then at Beijing International Airport, a group of young students doing survey, they asked me, loneliness and success. Yeah. You know, when you go and you, you go and give talks about your, what you've done in your life, don't you? I could. I can share with people on that. Yeah. And this is what this book is about, everybody. Um, Dr. Tan, where can people get your book? Where they can go and get it? Where, where can they go and okay. read about it? All right. The book once is in the market, they can get it from Amazon. They can get it from Patrick publish, Publisher. And they are trying to do the distribution, leave it to different locations, bookshops, huge one. I say, I'm just trying to share this one with people. Nobody will want to share their things because Success, they say, belongs to me. <laughs> well, yeah. so let's share with you. But yeah. to me, I share everything with people. It's totally transparent. And I survive. I thank God for keep, keeping my life. You just imagine in the 50s, you suffer diarrhea, born first day. Although you are so generous, everybody... On 1st January, having 
holiday, relaxing yeah. myself. But I suffer, but I don't know why. So it it could be God's blessing along the way with hurdles for me to clear, and then I become very fit. Good, Doctor Jack Tan. Um, it's been a huge uh, pleasure talking to you about your book. And as I said, everybody, this is it's a kind of an autobiography of his uh, like rags to riches story of how he's achieved coming from a very humble background to where he is today, being a CEO of his own asset management company. And the book sets out how he's done it. And he's, you know, his main target in life was set out by two objectives. And it's all underpinned by the nine principles. And each chapter in this book talks about those nine principles in, in a set fashion. He states the principle, he explains the principle, and then he summarizes at the end. And this is what this book is about. But it's a promise. This lifestyle of his is a promise that he made to his parents, particularly his mother, not to have the same lifestyle as they had to have a different lifestyle and to pass that lifestyle on to his own family in the future. So it leaves me to say, thank you so much, Dr. Tam. And go and have a look at his book, everybody. So Dr. Jack Tan Sokwan, thank you so much for coming on my show. And I would just like to thank also um, Julius Artwell of Partridge Publishing for putting us in contact and arranging this interview. It's been a huge pleasure. Thank you, Julius. Well, as I say at the end of each week, when I do the podcast, I'm JT Crowley. Thanks for listening, watching, wherever you are in the world. Stay safe. Until next time. <laughs>